This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Let me quickly say this, Carly, before I forget. Dave Chappelle, I talked about it on the show. He's going to his concert, that whole experience. And then there was a bit where I saw it happen at the time and then I, f- I didn't forget about it. I just didn't say it on air because I didn't know the full details yet. There was a fight at Dave Chappelle last what? night. Like two pokens beating each other up. How does that happen at a comedy show? You know, I feel like, because we often see this with like Concerts. viewings of UFC, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, those yeah. situations. But a comedy show, why are we seeing violence happening at comedy shows? Are we blaming Will Smith for this? Because I don't understand <laughs> why in a setting where people go to have a good time and laugh, mm-hmm. people are getting violent. Like, how does that escalate? I'm not sure. So it was, I had not bad seats. I was like on the ground level. And so, like, yeah, so, like, basically, like, the flat area of RSC Arena, if you've ever been there, like, for the basketball and stuff, on courtside, essentially. The, but right at the very top, nosebleed section, at one point, right in the middle of pretty much Dave Chappelle's act, he's actually talking about when he got tackled on stage. You just hear this, like, you can't really make out what's happening. Like, what is happening? So, wait, Dave Chappelle is talking about someone being violent at his show as someone else starts being violent. Jeez, exactly. you only have to mention it these days. Exactly. And so, and you just hear, it's like, it sounds like women screaming, but you can't quite make it out. You can hear a few little swear words here and there but it's just like bah, bah, bah. and then dave's like he's trying to like do his thing and then he kind of looks at him and goes like what's going on up there you know and um and he's like what what and we can't really hear what someone's obviously trying to pass a message to him so like a like, security guard yeah, off stage is telling and, him and, and, and dave was handling it handling it like a champion he'd already paid out his um bodyguard for not helping him the first time he got tackled he's just like ricky where are you like like get ready you know like get your gun like i like taking the so ricky's on to it this time like, he's learned take, his lesson taking the absolute yeah. piss so everyone's laughing but you can still hear the carrying on and yes yeah, supposedly two bogans got into a fight like, How do we know they're Bogans? Well, th- that's the thing. That's the headline the West is running today, and people have oh, been calling on Twitter. But supposedly they were very Bogan. But I don't know. I don't. I didn't see it, but I could just hear how how it was. And Dashville handled it like a champ. But yeah, who's fighting at stand up? That's gigs? crazy. Maybe it was their seats, and they're not cheap. Literally but- noseblind. Yeah, maybe yeah, they got a little dizzy and then but, but the thing is, like I was at Darren Hayes the other night and that would have been hilarious if I got into a fight there, but I was pretty close to it because the what? woman behind me just kept talking through the whole concert and not like quietly, like literally like imagine the music's playing and she's just going, Oh, Darren Hayes, isn't he's just so good? Yeah, Do you it's know, really, I have really a fun. Theory. And I was just like, Why why are you here to talk over the person that you're here to see? Do you think we've been in our houses too long throughout COVID? Yeah. There were too many like mm-hmm. situations where we weren't at live events. And now that we're all thrown together again, it's just not meshing well. We're not used to yeah. it. Yeah, This isn't TV. It hears you. Yeah. Like it, it can talk back. So they you. got thrown out of the gig, right? The people behind me? No. The I, people fighting at Dave oh, Chappelle? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. absolutely got thrown out. That's yeah. crazy. But it I was hectic. I don't like hearing that stuff. Because no. you just, it just, it, set, it, like, it affects a whole stadium of people. Dave Chappelle handled like a champion. I think a lot of comedians would have kind of not really known where to go from mm. there. Um, but he was just like, he just had jokes just ready. He's, yeah, very quick. But... Yeah, like it's 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 embarrassing as well for like WA, like like that's Get our representation. Yeah. Like, because now when Dave Chappelle is just like, it's like, oh, you want to go back to like Perth? He's like, remind what was Perth like? It's like you know when the Bogans fought and thing. Like, mm. like, oh, that's right. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like take it to the internet, like everyone else. Exactly. Don't put hands on each other. Just like you know, yeah. save it for passive aggressive quotes on Instagram that are clearly about someone. Yep, like um, I guess you can't trust your friends. <laughs> That's my favourite one. I'm going to do that today, actually, just to keep my friends guessing. Um, Alpha Bugs. We should probably do that, right? Give people the oh, letter yep. and Let the me get answer. That up. Um, while you do that, I will uh, stall with my internal monologue being my external monologue. So after the show, I'm planning on doing the promo, which means nothing to anyone else, and then I'm going to get out of here early because Alan needs a bit of a nap. Have you got it yet, Carly? 
I kind of don't want to because I just okay. want to keep this going right, for well as long as now. that, I've got to um, get home. I'm going to do a load of washing because I plan on wearing one of the shirts tonight at this gig that I've got for WrestleBrainia. We'll give that a plug, actually. Oh, I'll be there. I You're can't gonna wait. You're going to be there. It's going to be a bit of fun. Um, so I've got to get that done. Uh, also... Yeah, I'm going to do some vacuuming because Winston's been losing all a lot right, of hair lately. All right, this is he's, getting he's, boring he's, now. He's S for Sierra. Boy. I don't want to hear about your vacuuming. S for Sierra. Okay, let's go. Oh, oh. oh. this is interesting. I've never seen this before okay. in the history of Alpha Bucks. Oh, that's a good answer to give away. Starting with S. Yep, for Sierra. Name an Australian Idol contestant. Hmm. Because I was going to say Sebastian Guy, but that's the wrong way around. Uh, Stan Walker? I will have to check. He was Australian. But you know what's weird? It actually just repeats the question and doesn't <laughs> give answer? me an answer. That makes me wonder if there is an answer. <laughs> there is an answer. It, it, Stan, I think Stan Walker, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, producer bang. Shelby's Come at me, bro. Up. I could win this alphabet. Shannon Noll, of course. That's the obvious one. Yep. Damn it. Damn it to hell. Why did I say Stan Walker? Because when I saw that, I thought, wow, is this even an answerable Yeah, Shannon Noll, Stan question. Walker. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm happy with those answers. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one, actually, because that, that might is... stump a few people. And don't, sure. don't say Sebastian Guy. We're not going to take that. No, no. No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, we should wrap up the podcast. As you heard, I've got a bit, bit of stuff going on today <laughs> between vacuuming and... Yeah, yeah, enjoy the podcast. Now, this is where we traditionally get a little bit more risque in the show. You've got kids. Come back in a couple of minutes. Uh, today is more of a practical kind of tip. I think so. Yeah. Tip. Uh, Pun intended, actually. You know what? It wasn't intended, but now I'm doubling down. Wasn't, it was intended. Um, now, we often get her on the show, and that is Jana. She is a dating expert. Um, yeah. Writes a lot of articles that have a lot of good headlines that people mm. want to click, you know? It's just like, that one little tip that improved the marriage, and it's not what you think it is. It's like encouraging, like, an open marriage or something like that. You're like, oh, okay, that's one way to do it. Not my way, but thanks, Jana. <laughs> nice tip. Um, but the other day, I started following her on TikTok, and she put a TikTok up uh, yesterday, and... It is something that really got me thinking and it's something that's very basic knowledge, but it wasn't until I watched it yesterday that I went, hmm, she's got a point. Okay, well, we have a little bit of the TikTok here. Yes, we're grown adults, but we all need a refresher from time to time. And I heard a fact the other day that completely freaked me out, so I thought I would share it with you. When it comes to putting on condoms, you don't want to rip them open with your teeth because that's how tears get in condoms and that's how people fall pregnant. We ain't got time to be pregnant. We've got a big year ahead of us. So use your hands, inspect the condom, then put it on. No teeth, no tears, no STDs, no babies. Yeah, okay. It's Genius. A, I mean, I, I didn't know that people needed to be taught that. I well, thought that was common sense. Well, because I feel sense. like in movies, when you see it, it's like in the heat of passion. What movies are you watching, <laughs> young lady? My goodness gracious me. Wow. You know in movies? No, I don't know. What movies is this? Just like, I can't name one Does of the top. Debbie and Dallas or what? <laughs> Just movies, you know, like okay. movies, if Movie. you know what I'm saying. I and don't know they, what you're saying. Please go on. I, I can't, like rom-coms, okay? Rom-coms? Like, talk about, I'm thinking Reese Witherspoon. Something, Reese Witherspoon? Well, something like, I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking like a rom-com like 
that Pam Anderson did maybe in the 80s. I'm thinking of one that Reese Witherspoon was Sure. In. Anyway, but they always use their teeth to rip it in the heat of the passion. Sure. So it's good she's come out and debunked that because it does make perfect sense when you break it down and you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like but, I'll tell you what, when I am handling this situation and using a condom, I treat it like I'm like a surgeon. I'm so, <laughs> I'm not risking a tear. Like I cut it mm. open. Like, like no, no cut actually. Oh, it's yeah, I was going to say cut. It's a slight, slight tear, very gentle, mm. pull it out, inspect. Like, geez, but that's can the I say. War between me being a dad and not being a dad, I am going to be so, this, so careful. This is on the condom companies as well. Why are you not giving us more wrapper? Hey, wh- what? The margin for error is too close there. Like it's too close to rip into the condom. Like we need bigger packets Do we? and smaller condoms. Are you someone also that endorses like a chip and packet also, with half full of chips? Like what, what are you insane? I think so. We need more air. And think about the confidence for the men. Pulling out a huge condom packet, they're going to feel much better about themselves. And then they pull out, it's it, essentially, and then they put a little condom out of the big packet. <laughs> I didn't think about the next part. It's almost like a <laughs> Maybe magic. Maybe that's when you turn the lights off. It's a magic trick gone horribly, horribly wrong. Just like a Felix bag. It just keeps coming out. No, that, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Jeez, but tell me what, what you're into in the bedroom is you really showed your cards just then. So good luck, Russell. <laughs> Have fun tonight. No teeth tearing no in teeth the bedroom. Tearing. Yeah, well, it sounds like he's been doing it a lot lately, <laughs> and you'd be very concerned. <laughs> Alan, I want to talk about a new doll on the market. Even though I am not the one that they're marketed at anymore, I love this. So Mattel have come out with a new Barbie. Mm-hmm. Malibu called, Barbie, Holiday Barbie. Well, it's Chelsea is her name. Oh, and that's a nice name. She is Scoliosis Barbie. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> now, hmm. not your t- we're, we're seeing this more with dolls, right? Because when I grew up, all you had was the blonde hair, blue-eyed Barbies. And let's be honest, it was not the best for our self-confidence as young girls. What, what do so, you go? That's funny. I always hear women talk about this. And don't get me wrong. You're 100% correct. But we had He-Man. <laughs> we had like this guy that had like an 18-pack, you know? And he had like yeah. this chisel thing. And it was like, that was our body expectation as yeah. well, to have a weird bob haircut and, and a ripped bod. <laughs> yeah. And I do love now that they're recognizing that that is not the way to mold children's I guess self-confidence and self-worth is around what, you know, is typically deemed attractive. We yep. we all come in all shapes and sizes and I love that now dolls are reflecting the real world. Yes. But that's kind of what I grew up with and I would have given anything to have this doll on the shelves. So Scoliosis I, Barbie. Scoliosis Barbie. Sure. So I was a little older um, when I got diagnosed with scoliosis. I was around 13, so I wasn't really playing with dolls then. Mm-hmm. But I remember... And scoliosis is curvature of the spine. It's actually quite common. It's not anything too severe or life-changing. But what really kind of was a bit, at the time as a 13-year-old girl, earth-shattering for me is when I got diagnosed, because my scoliosis is a little severe, I was told I had to wear a back brace. Oh, just like the Barbie has to wear a back brace. Yes, and the Barbie wears the exact back brace that I had to wear. So the... When I first got told this, my mind immediately went to Romy and Michelle's high school reunion mm-hmm. where she wears the scoliosis <laughs> yep. brace and she gets the magnets, the magnets put on yep. there. So I remember when I was told this, 
my world instantly shattered. I'm a teenage girl, yeah. redhead, freckled, full of self-doubt, not confident in myself at all. I was just not feeling it at all. And that's where my mind went. And then they pull out the brace and it really was just something that kind of was meant to go around my waist. So it was nothing too extreme. Like almost Romy like a Michelle's, little corset. Almost like, like a, a corset. Little, 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 almost, almost. And I remember at the time, um, the physio saying to me, you know, you'll just wear this every day under your school uniform. Okay. And and I was like, okay. And I remember putting it on and it was like this thick padding around my midsection. And as a 13-year-old girl, I remember even in my mind going, absolutely not. I am absolutely not wearing this. And obviously I needed to wear this because yep. the long-term effects, scoliosis, you can't really cure unless you have like an operation and all, and you go down that road. But you can kind of strengthen your spine and you should wear your back brace. But at the time, no one else that I knew was wearing a back brace. No one else that I knew had scoliosis. And you just don't want to be different as a teenage girl. So when I saw this doll, I actually got a little bit emotional because she's wearing the exact back brace that I was told that I had to wear. And it actually was like, wow, I've never actually seen that on someone else because it's not like anyone around me was wearing it. And the fact that there is a doll that's on the shelves that I would have walked past in the supermarket, I really feel like that would have affected me and made me feel better about putting it on. And I'm going to be honest, like nine times out of 10 when I was getting ready for school, I hid my back brace and lied about wearing it because I was just so self-conscious to do anything differently to other people. And now as an adult that is having to deal with the repercussions of not wearing that back brace, I just really think back to that time and think, I just wish there was something around me to represent that back brace and that it's okay to wear because I totally regret now that I have to deal with the health fallouts and the ramification of not being confident enough to wear that back brace. So wear your back brace. Anyone out there, any young girls or young boys, it's totally fine. Chelsea's doing it. And it's cool to wear a back brace. And if you don't, you will literally pay for it later on in life. Well said. That showed plenty of backbone. I mean, uh, (laughs) strength. Strength. Carly, our next guest is on a show that you absolutely adore. I absolutely adore this thing. It is a total treasure of a show. It really wouldn't be Australian TV without it. And thank goodness it is coming back for its 29th season. And the host, Joanna Griggs, joins us. Good morning. Oh, morning, Carly. Morning, Alan. Thank you for saying that because we are so proud of that achievement and we're so proud of the show. It's so lovely to hear you say that. I don't know if we actually have said the show yet. Uh, Better Homes and Gardens <laughs> is the show that we, of course, are referring to. It's back again tonight, 7pm on Channel 7 and 7 Plus. 29 seasons. That's a hell of an effort. It's amazing. So we like we know it's a record in the Southern Hemisphere and we're almost certain for a lifestyle show it would be in the Northern Hemisphere as well. But it's it's just a, it's a quite rare for any show on Australian television to last that long, particularly in the current landscape. And I I believe 100% in my heart it's because it's just this beautiful, positive show that celebrates people and celebrates great ideas and and basically makes every guest feel comfortable and there's variety and it's relatable to people's homes and relatable to their lives. And there's not many shows, you know, a lot of shows these days, it's all about conflict and drama and Mm. putting people in situations where there's a lot of angst. We don't have any of that. And and I'm certain that that's that's the reason why it's still going after so long. Now, I warned you off there, I was going to ask you a controversial question and here it is for you. Better Homes and Gardens running for 29 years. Can we really make our homes and gardens much better? (laughs) 
there's always a way to make your homes and gardens much better. And if you, don't, you know, if you if you if you're sick of just doing that, you can get some inspiration for the kitchen because we've got two amazing chefs who are always coming up with amazing food that is simple and and delicious and and quite often budget conscious to make. Or you might find something, you know, whether it be to do with pets or you just want a bit of escapism with some amazing architecture or interior design. You want to do a DIY project. We've got projects that might not necessarily be specific to the house or anything they might just be a little easy thing that you can do or a craft thing you can do with the kids on the weekend I mean there is literally something for everyone on the show literally it's interesting you talk about being uh in your 29th season and in that lifestyle show realm because we saw the living room try and come up against you guys not only did they kind of fail at it but now you've taken Dr Chris Brown from them too you've absolutely annihilated them yeah, well, Chris is coming across to do like the big, the big shows. I, I, one of the bosses said to me yesterday, he's like the um, like a male Sonia Kruger. He's going to be doing like a oh. big tent pole shows, they call them. So he's going into the talent pool. There's no actual plans for him at this stage on Better Homes and Gardens because we've of course got the original gangster, the the, the great um, Dr. <laughs> Harry Cooper, who Hell ironically yeah. Dr. Brown got his start on our show. So Harry's not going anywhere, um, but Chris is now a, a fantastic addition to our, our seven talent pool, which is really exciting for us. But I'm sure we'll do a crossover at some stage because we are known to quite a few little crossovers on the show for various programs that we have and, and I'm sure you'll see him on our screen in some capacity on Better Homes and Gardens at some stage but that's not the plan for him. He's uh, He's got his hosting chops on, on much bigger shows than that. Jeez, you answer that. Like, have you got a press release in front of you? You answer that like, perfect, like Channel 7 reps are just sitting there applauding. They're like, what a great answer. That's, that's why we keep her on the books, ladies and gentlemen. And Make that's it why seasons. they are Better Homes and Gardens. Jeez. Well, no, you think about it. I mean, Dr. Harry would have seen you saying, gone, oh, hang on. Whereas we would have said, that's no, true. Harry, yeah. you are here. You are fantastic. We have no plans to change it. So, you know, he and Graham, I mean, Graham's been there since the pilot of the show, which I think is pretty phenomenal. Harry's been there for well over 20 years. So I, I think, you know, like they are legends. They're legends mm. of the TV screen and they, they deserve to be treated with, with a lot of respect. And I, mean, I keep joking with them. I'm, I'm pretty certain they're going to be one day on air, you know, boots on, hard at work and just not saying as much as, as they previously do. And then we'll be like, oh, gosh, okay, let's hope um, let's hope we're ready for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Uh, before we let you go, uh, Regional WA, will we see uh, much of us feature in uh, the episodes coming up this season? Well, to be honest, I pitched about 15 stories in WA just last week. So it, oh. we, we only started travelling um, again last year. And to be honest, it was a little bit disastrous just because I think it was reflective of everyone's experiences with travel. Um, I think we I had two flights in about eight months that were on time and we lost between one and five hours each day with travel delay. So that's just what's happening in travel everywhere. Uh, we are hoping that this year, as, as that industry starts to recover and, and they're still you know, dealing with COVID and, and staff shortage and the rest of it, we are planning to travel. We are planning to get around Australia again. We'll have to be smarter with the way we do things and do a, a whole block of filming when we go anywhere that we do have to travel for. So we won't have the luxury of years gone by we used to you know, fly in for a day or two here, there or anywhere. But, but that is our, our definite goal is to, to actually get back around more of Australia. And I think we've done pretty much every story that we can in New South Wales um, <laughs> as far as regional New South Wales because during COVID, that was literally the only place that we could go to. Yeah. So um, we are looking to expand that and also to, to make people feel like that they can see some of their own backyard on the show, I think is important. Absolutely. Well, looking forward to it. Better Homes and Gardens returns for its 29th season tonight at 7 p.m. on Channel 7 and 7 Plus. Joanna Griggs, thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Thanks a lot, guys. 
now I want to talk about this. I mentioned this to you uh, and producer Shelby off air that I've got a wedding coming up and I had a suit fitting coming up and there's a little bit of anxiety that comes up with suit fittings for me because a couple years ago, and it wasn't the show I talked about it, I had a mate getting married, I was the best man, and I didn't fit the suit. Ooh. And it sucked. Yeah. And so I, you know, it was the biggest suit size they had, and I was like, all right, I'm going to try and fit this bad boy. Didn't fit it on the day, and I said, you know what, I'm going to lose some weight, and I'm going to get there, and I'm going to, you know, wear the suit. Long story short, I didn't get there. I, the, the day that I needed to get it on, put it on, and I was, I was just, just like a bit too big to the point where even if I did wear it, it like I, I couldn't actually do it up. But if I could, I would be, I would have been so uncomfortable all day. I would have died. <laughs> I would have like lost feeling in my yeah. legs or something. It would have been, it would have been an awful experience. Um, my friends uh, that, for the wedding were really cool about it and everything. And I ended up buying a suit that was very similar to the one that was, uh, that we were meant to wear and you, you barely noticed. So it all, it all worked out fine. But I remember being at the time, like just like dejected, devastated, all the sort of emotions that you can feel. So when this wedding was coming up and the suit fitting was coming up, I instantly went like, oh no, I'm going back to that place. I don't want to do this. And you saw me in the office, like, mm. dreading it. Yeah. Like, hardcore. And I can I can understand why, because I think anything to do with weddings, too, there's a certain level of perfection yeah. that the bride and groom want to achieve. So it's like, there's almost like in a normal situation when you're dressing yourself and you've got those um, very real concerns, mm-hmm. you can kind of control the situation or go shopping somewhere else, whereas you're at the mercy of someone else. Exactly. Uh, now, once again, the couple, really cool about it, and I think they heard what I talked about on air last time it happened and stuff, so we were very mindful going into it, going like, hey, like, just letting you know, this is the suit place we're going for, and I'm like, oh, it's alright, and, and also like, I've lost a bunch of weight since then as well, yeah. so I was feeling like, I'm like this might be alright, we'll see how it goes. I organised a suit fitting without the big group of guys beforehand just in case I didn't, because I wanted to just kind of deal with that by myself. But that's really good that you did that and you were self-aware and went, yeah. I'm not going to put myself in that situation yeah. that can be a bit toxic and Absolutely. not great for myself. So I went there, did it, um, and then the guy's like, oh, do you know what colour suit he's going to wear? And like, my mate's very eccentric, so I'm like, oh, God, I have no idea. He goes, well, you can fit the uh, blue ones and the black ones we've got, basically. So I'm like, yeah, cool, good to know. Rock up, uh, tell my mate, he's like, oh, we're going with the cream-coloured suits, to which I say, of course you are, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, once again, long story short... I went in and tried. I said, let me mm. give me this cream suit. Like, let me put this mm. on and see how far off I am from this. I'm not that far off. So I feel like I might be able to pull this off, but I also feel like we're setting up the exact same thing that happened three years ago. Mm. So I don't think this will be a very, um, this will probably be the only time you hear me talk about it until I can fit it. <laughs> because there'll be but no can updates. I, can nothing. I just say, we're seeing a lot of change in the women's clothing industry where we're yep. seeing bigger sizes being offered on the rack and there's a lot of noise yep. being made about that. Why is that not happening with men's clothing kind, as well? It kind of is. Like they've gotten bigger, but they're not as big as me yet. So. But I do think that's yep. a little bit on a suit shop to not really be that inclusive because you yeah. wouldn't be the first person that's walked in oh, there and had that for issue. Sure, for sure. And also they make tailored clothing for all sizes and all different people. Yeah. So I think that... You know, if you are someone running a suit shop, I think think this is something they definitely need to be mindful of. I, they, well, they did. They have it in the size, just not in the ugly. I mean, sorry, his beautiful suit that he's chosen. <laughs> and here's my fear, right, is that if I don't fit the higher version, it means because they do sell these suits like my size at other shops, it means I have to own a white suit. Ew. And then on top of that, the real stress is not spilling something on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I sweat. You see me? I'm wet. I'm sweaty right now. <laughs> How's that going to go? So anyway, uh, looking forward to it. Twenty twenty three. Uh, the suit fitting to Electric Boogaloo. Keep in tune for the story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to own a white suit. 
Do you reckon I can wear that at I work? I think you can own it. You'll pull it off. You'll be fine. I'll pull it off, all right. I'll pull it on the bin. Let's talk about the future that is here right now. Robots are policing our waters, Carly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, They're called blue bottles. Mm -hmm. And obviously we know about blue bottles in the water and to stay away from them. But this is a different form. So they're these kind of unmanned little boats um, that basically are there to just monitor overfishing and to make sure that people are doing the right thing. Um, and they're to protect like all sorts of species, uh, in particular some of the lobsters and things that get overfished. Yeah. So, yeah, if you do the right thing, not a problem. So they're popping up in Durian and Two Rocks Marine Parks. So that's where you'll see them. Yeah, and like you said, they're just kind of like these blue unmanned little boat things, and they've got a huge solar panel on there so they can run 24-7. Mm. They have infrared cameras, they have daytime cameras, and uh, yeah, just basically keeping an eye on people that are uh, misbehaving out there and taking too much fish and rock lobster and stuff. You know what I thought when I first saw them, though? Ghost ship. Ghost ship? Mm. That's that's where your brain went? Well, straight unmanned to vessel in the ocean. Ghost ship. Not, okay, sure. Yeah, why not? I'm just, <laughs> yeah, well. I wonder if there's some ghost patrollers on board, too. Ghosts? Like, is it? Like- well, it is freaky when you think about a boat alone in the ocean with no one on it. Like, that still freaks me out. Yeah. I know it's meant to be there. I know it's a robot boat, but it still freaks I me out. I think freaked out a little bit too easily, to be honest. Well, and a boat in the ocean with no one on it? Why that's are you scared freaky. of ghosts when robots are now taking over the water? That's what I'm more scared of. I'm like the practical thinker here. I think the future <laughs> is here. This is Terminator in boat form. That's true. There's no escaping them. There's no escaping it. But between Do you know AI, what I'm not going to be okay with? Ghost planes. I'm sorry. I need at least two pilots. I don't know. Like I, I'm some, not taking some you ghost stories flight. I've heard of these loose pilots overseas. I feel like I would prefer the uh, automated one. No? No. No? Never. I tell you, Terminator, it's closer. <laughs> Every day we inch a little bit closer to Judgment Day. It's coming. That was the Alan and Carly podcast.